guys, it's Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum, and you know what this is, it's a mini episode. I've got two recordings to play for you guys, first one is from Ko, you know Ko because he's been a guest host on the show in the past, and he sends us lots of ads and topics and all kinds of fun little things. He got together with a friend of his named Jury, and they did some drinking, and they did some recording, and they put together this nice little piece that's a demo of some pedals that they have, uh, one of which has been heavily modified, and it's a lot of fun. It's a good listen. And the second part of the mini-sode is from Steve, my co-host, of course, and he just took it upon himself to to do a little uh, recording at home of him talking about a movie that we missed for the movie podcast. And he goes into great detail explaining the features of the movie, and the guitar aspects of the movie. So stick around for that at the back end of this mini-episode. Uh, enjoy, guys. I'll see you next Monday. stand up are you recording already it's already tracking <laughs> all right well hello steve and or ryan hi this is ko and this is jury and we thought we'd help contribute instead of just taking and taking and taking and taking of the audio gold that you guys deliver yep so, so I just turn your head and check to make sure it was recording it's a yes good sign exactly <laughs> Um, so we started off the evening. It's Jerry's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday. Well, yesterday. Yesterday. So like, the ninth. like a week ago, maybe, or depending on when, when this airs. if they air this, if they air it, if they air this, um, we started off the night with Jerry. You want to remind the listeners what we yeah. were drinking? We had some, uh, green flash double stout. It was delightful. It was a, a stout. It might make it a little hard to talk. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jimmy Jr. Jimmy Jr. <laughs> um, and we've uh, since then moved on to, well, we've moved on from my living room. To the studio that he has. To my studio here in beautiful Lakeside, California. So beautiful. And we are working on Balcone's True Blue 100 uh, proof whiskey. It's corn whiskey, corn whiskey from Texas. That's important. More importantly... Would be that we have ventured into new territory for ourselves. That territory being pedal modification. Yep, that's definitely true. <laughs> so I decided, Jury and I both have a couple pedals that are the same pedal. Right. And in this particular case, that pedal being... The, the MXR Blue Box. Hence the Balcones True Blue it's just appropriate it's appropriate so uh, there's a simple mod i figured simple mod good mod for my first pedal we both have a blue box yeah that way he didn't break it on his first try yeah there i essentially removed 
the C11 something out of my blue MXR blue box. Jerry, you want to tell them what an MXR blue box is before we get too far into this? Sure, yeah, an MXR blue box is a super glitchy, fuzzy octave pedal that you can get for super cheap. It sounds rad and has next to no practical applications. Though you do hear it on a is it Fool in the Rain? Fool in the Rain. Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some other stuff that you know that I don't, I'm sure. Uh, band brand new. So Words are hard. Since Jury and I both have this exact same pedal, I modded mine. I removed the C11, which it turns out is supposedly a low-pass filter. The idea is that it'll open up the fuzz section of this pedal a lot. Um, we're going to do an A-B test. We need a demo. Yeah. Um, we'll run... Not like a blood test. Right. Right. We'll run Jury's pedal, which is unmodded, stock, as you were, and then we'll run mine. So Jury will play something, maybe, and then I'll play something, maybe, and you'll get to hear the differences, and See if the mod is worth it, or if he ruined his pedal. Yeah. And then we'll talk about what we heard after that. So this first sound you're going to hear is going to be Jury playing a clean tone lick. Gibson ES339 Custom Shop Bridge Pickup Tone Volume Dimed Out through Fender Supersonic 22. Uh, Now we're going to do the MXR Blue Box unmodded with the blend knob dialed all the way towards the fuzz side. Next, we are going to do the modded MXR Blue Box with the same settings. significantly louder just so you know we did not test these against each other before recording this so if i have a little giddiness in my voice i'm really stoked on my mod right now so i guess now we'll go with we'll do the same lick we're gonna move the blend knob to 12 o'clock on both of the pedals so you're gonna hear unmodded first then modded first or second second there's beer and whiskey involved unmodded second and it's going to be more towards the octave side now all right now the modded pedal Kind of fun, huh? Now we're going to go all the way to the entire octave side. So that was unmodded. Super glitchy. What that pedal is meant to do, which is random noiseness. Now the modded version.
very super glitchy still. Possibly unusable with that setting. All right, so now Ko is going to be playing the same setup, but in the uh, neck position. And the first sound will be the MXR Blue Box unmodified. I lie. The first one will be a clean sound. Alright, now the next thing you'll hear is going to be the unmodded MXR blue box with the blend knob turned all the way up. And now you're going to hear the modded version with the same settings. Now for the unmodded version with the blend knob at 12 o'clock. And now the modded version with also at 12 o'clock. Now the unmodded with its full glitch turned on with the blend knob all the way turned down to the left. And finally, with the modded version, blend knob all the way to the left. Do I hit the same button? Oh, hang on. Okay, I will not touch anything. Yeah. So, uh, there you have it. Yep, those were both the modded and unmodded versions of the blue box. Fun stuff. Yay! Alright, now you can hit the button. Alright, Jerry, so, before we get too far into talking about this on our own, let everybody know what we think. Alright, so, on the full uh, blend turned all the way up so it's most fuzzy and least glitchy, the modded version sounds super rad. It definitely is an improvement, makes it super usable, and I kind of want to do it. On the other hand, with that blend knob turned all the way towards the sub-octave... It sounds terrible. sounds terrible with the mod, which is... Completely unusable. Which is why I think I understand why people use a mini toggle to turn that mod on and off. Right, yeah, if you do that, then you just have the best of both worlds regardless. Yeah. You could say that about any mod. If you can toggle it on and off, why Right. So, (laughs) why wouldn't you? (laughs) So the point is, definitely buy the blue box. You can get it for next to nothing. It's brand new. I think it's like 60 bucks. Yeah. And you probably get used for like 30-ish. 
And honestly, out of all the pedals I have, probably the toughest one. Yeah, and it's one of my most fun pedals that I use, but also the, the one that I use the least. Hey guys, this is Steve. You're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing podcast. Uh, this is a quick little mini episode follow-up to the movies uh, podcast. Uh, one movie that Ryan and I completely forgot about while we were recording was the uh, terrible 2001 film, Josie and the Pussycats. Um, this movie is dumb, and it did terrible in theater. It recouped about $15 million on a $39 million budget. It's very much a uh, 2001 film. Uh, I mean, it stars Rachel Lee Cook, Rosario Dawson, Tara Reid, Alan Cumming, uh, Seth Green, Brecken Meyer, cameos with... Uh, Carson Daly and Serena Altschul from MTV. Um, so yeah, this movie's dumb and it's awful. It, it's fun, but it's kind of it's mostly dumb. Uh, there are some people out there that actually think that this movie um, really nails the um, industry. Like it's this big critique of the industry. I don't, because it's about like subliminal messaging and brainwashing and whatever. I don't know, whatever. Um, the reason I wanted to bring this movie up and talk about this is because this is one of the few movies, despite the fact that it was this really crappy movie. Um, the whole thing was bankrolled, not the whole thing, but I mean, they, they actually worked out a deal with Samick, uh, Samick guitar corporation or Samick guitars, uh, right now, they're mostly known for like their uh, Greg Bennett guitars, uh, the Greg Bennett line. But Samick back in 2001 was making guitars for everybody, and they're one of the largest musical instrument manufacturers in the world. Um, right now, they make the Greg Bennett guitars and the Silvertone uh, for their own line, but they have also, at least in the past, uh, built Epiphone, Squire, Washburn, Honer, probably Ibanez, like everything that's coming out of Japan or Korea uh, in the late 90s, 2000s, were all being made by Samick or Court. Um, so when you watch this movie, if you dare watch this movie, um, the all the instruments they're playing are all Samic labeled. Um, and you see the Samic brand. And like I said, that's one of the things that makes this unique because in so many uh, crappy films like this, the they go to great lengths to like blur out the names. But in this, it's all very prominent. Uh, the other reason I bring this movie up is because um, at the time, Samic owned Acoustic Control Corporation. So if you look for uh, any of the scenes where they're like all performing as a group, the amplifiers in the background are actually these really rad looking uh, big bass amplifiers, even though they're like playing guitar through them. They're these big bass amplifiers. And uh, these were the Samic acoustic uh, branded uh, stuff and acoustic control uh, we've talked about it a bunch on the podcast before, but they were a amp manufacturer uh, from like the 70s, uh, early 80s. Um, 
I'll just read this thing I wrote a while ago. I actually wrote this in 2006. Um, Acoustic Control Corporation was one of the better amp manufacturers of the 1970s and early 1980s. Uh, Albert King, Pat Metheny, Jacob Astorius, and John Paul Jones were all acoustic users, as were the guys from The Doors. Um, I, there's a bunch of other guys. I think Santana at one point was using them. So, in the mid-1980s, the company's rights were sold to the Wagner Corporation, which changed the company's reputation as a top-tier manufacturer as Wagner began to shift the company's focus away from making amplifiers for professional use. So, the original acoustic control stuff um, that you occasionally see uh, were these, like, actually, like, designed as very high-end use. Like, a lot of pros use them. You actually see them on the, a lot of back lines on like uh say the ed sullivan show if you ever watch those replays um they'll you sometimes will see their stuff especially for a lot of like funk bands we're using these or uh custom uh customs tuck and roll stuff so eventually um wagner sold the rights to samic where they have since remained this has changed now acoustic is a guitar center brand but at the time that i wrote this 2006 uh, they were owned by Samick. So when you watch Josie and the Pussycats, you see a lot of Samick instruments, and all of the amps are the Samick-produced acoustic amps. Now, I don't know if you can actually hunt these amps down anywhere. I don't know if they actually ever made enough of them that they had a market anywhere. I've heard rumors that they were built but only sold in Japan. Um, one of the things that bothered me in the uh, in the movie is that the color that they use is way off. So Acoustic Classically used this like baby blue uh, color for like a very pale sky baby blue thing going on uh, and made their amps instantly recognizable. Um, when they did the the amps for this movie, they went for a blue, but it's more it's a much brighter blue. Uh, it's still kind of like a sky blue, but it's very bright. It's not like the pastel thing going on that acoustic originally had. Uh, so it's a little, it's a few shades darker, but to the trained eye, like it's obviously darker. It's like if you saw a Marshall amp and instead of being that Marshall gold that you're seeing, it was like yellow. Um, so that's one of the things that was different. Uh, but it, you know, it was just like a fun thing to see in a movie, even though that sort of thing never panned out. Uh, anyway, so I, like I said, I just wanted to follow up with that. Um, hopefully we can get this up, uh, pretty soon. I know Ryan and I are going to be recording today and I will probably actually shoot this over to him right now and see if possibly we can drop this off. Uh, so yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this little fun history fact and uh, thanks for listening to the podcast and have a great rest of your whatever you are doing. This is a mini-sode. This is only going to be like eight minutes long. Woo!